our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get started. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Simran. I hate full naming you. It just feels so unnatural and like, I don't know how you don't like come at me because it feels like I'm you're in trouble. Does it not feel like that? Do you not want me to call you Sonia? No. Because that I'm is saying... literally all I've ever called you. I do not have a nickname for you. No, no, no. I was saying for me to you. When I'm like, hello, Simran. Like, does that not sound like you're in trouble? No, it's like my name. I like love it when people use my name. Actually, oh. I want to go on a tangent here. When we started Girls That Invest, I was like, you know what? Sim and Sonia sounds more catchy than Simran and Sonia. And so we were like, Sim and Sonia, Sim and Sonia. And then... Obviously, the podcast like grew a little bit more than we expected it to. And then everyone would call me Sim. And I'm like, that's literally not my name. And so now I ask my friends to call me Simran. And Sim feels like my stage name or like my podcast name. Yeah. What do I call you? I feel like I call you everything but your name. You're like, hey, you're like, come here. (laughs) I'm like, bro, I have like all these different names on my phone since like year 13. She's been Simba. Oh, yes. Like Simba from The Lion King. And that just has never changed and I will never change it. But yours is Sonia and then a, what do you call this? Like a princess emoji and then an angel emoji and then global podcast star. Because when we first started, the Financial Markets Authority, which is like the financial regulators of New Zealand, called Sonia a global podcast star when we weren't very big back then. (laughs) And we were like, who us? I think I was just like telling them, like I gave them my investor profile and they were like, oh, podcast star. And I was like, stop it. They're for me. Stop. You're like, guys. (laughs) Anywho. We digress. Today we are talking about a money confession that has come in from one of our listeners. And I like this. It's a hot take rather than a confession. And I want to know your thoughts on it. The hot take is, dear Sam and Sonia, my hot take is that I don't believe in telling your friends how much you have in savings or they'll expect you to front their expenses. 
This is really interesting to me because it, I mean, at its core, completely goes against like absolutely everything we talk about and stand for and like the idea of like this overarching theme of let's be transparent and let's share money information with our friends and family. But I get what this person is saying because their hot take is, well, yes, that sounds all like fine and dandy and like, you know, all butterflies and rainbows. But in the day to day, as soon as you tell people how much money you have, you have like negative repercussions. And so before we get into like dissecting the hot take, I have to ask, do you tell people in your life, like obviously you and I know how much we make and like we've had these conversations from before Girls and started. Do you tell other people how much you have in your savings? No one asks. <laughs> like I just feel like sometimes we get on this podcast twice a week and we talk about money, but I think when we think about our friendships and the new people that we meet and having conversations with I don't think anyone has outwardly asked me how much do you have in your savings how much do you make because we're talking about other things I'm not too sure why that is I think money and money issues they do play quite a big role in our lives and it is the point of contention for a lot of people and relationships and marriages and I get that but I haven't had someone ask me that and I also have not been in a situation when I have told my friends and we're having a conversation about money if they need tips and help and if they just need like a ballpark number from me being 26 and single maybe they're in similar situations I've they've never made me feel uncomfortable and they're never uncomfortable it's just kind of like oh you know and they haven't treated me any different from knowing that number so it's interesting to me that you have like this hot take or people have friends in their lives that expect them to front costs because they know how much you have in your savings I just find that it's very uncomfortable like the thought that if you share how much money you have that people are going to view you differently but then of course you're at, at the same time you're like but that's just like human psychology like for me to share a number and expect someone else to have absolutely no reaction to it is to me expect them to like just like emotionally regulate straight away and that that's like asking a lot of a person. I remember when you told me how much you had in your savings account because when we first talked about it, like I still remember the day we were in the bedroom floor and my flat, it was actually the day that we were like, oh, we should do Girls That Invest as a podcast because this was such a good conversation. We've opened up about our money. And I remember you told me exactly how much you had in your bank account and I think it was like, four times or five times what I had and I was like you're such a good saver like that is insane and you were like oh yeah like I've just you know been really good with my money and I've worked for a long time and I've had like part-time jobs when I was younger like it was just like a matter of fact thing and I think the way you went about sharing how much money you have didn't make me feel like Sonia's getting lunch for us today Here's a question though, like do you think anyone that does take a moment to feel jealous or envious or angry or whatever they feel about their friends' bank accounts being, you know, having higher amounts in them than they do, is that valid or do you think that's just a massive projection? I think we as humans get a little bit funny for a split second when you're with someone that like maybe comes from the same background as you, but ha- suddenly has more money than you. And it's almost like it comes across almost, in my opinion, as like, 
oh, well, this is more equitable. You're the richer friend, so you should cover lunch. And I can see why someone might try and justify things like that, but I just disagree. Like, I don't think that that should be the expectation. I think people should do those things if they want to. Like, if I go out to lunch with my friends that are still studying, I will probably be more likely to, like, pay for lunch with them because I'm like, you're literally in university. I have a company, like, Am I going to be like, hey, can we split this three ways? Also, I didn't get a drink, so, like, cut me out. Like, I think sometimes it's fine, but I don't think it should be an expectation. Yeah. Sometimes I think the commentary around you should never feel any type of way about others having, like, more than you. We don't have honest conversations about, like, jealousy and envy and anger when it comes to money. I think – when you are really struggling, when you've had to have a second job, when you have more mouths to feed and you see some TikToker getting paid 50 grand for one 30 second video, you are allowed to feel some type of way. You are allowed to feel that way. I think sometimes it just gets when it's like your friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you expect them to like front all of the stuff that comes into like entitlement. And that is not okay. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, you shouldn't be mad at the larger picture of like wealth inequality and like all of that. But your friend, just say you've known them for ages and you're just literally going to be like, yeah, we're going on holiday next month. You're going to pay, obviously. No. And I think there's like a very graceful way of of shutting that down. Like I do remember actually now that you mentioned this once I went to live in a flat and so a flat or, or a share house or, or where, whatever you call it where you live is when like people rent out a room in a house and there's like multiple rooms and there was one person that suggested, well, because I remember I was working, I had just gotten my full-time job and the other flatmates were students. And one of them suggested, oh, well, Simran, like, I assume you'll probably want the bigger room and you can like pay more rent for it. And I was like, I like shut it down instantly because I was like, oh, I do not want to like enter the sledding situation where it's just kind of assumed that because I'm the one earning, I will be the one that like wants the bigger room or I'll be the one that like wants to buy the fancier things and therefore I'll pay a little bit more for them and so I was like oh no I don't want the bigger room I'm happy with any room like let's just do like a luck of the draw and whoever gets each room gets each room but I don't want this to like set the precedent that because I have more money I'm going to want the nicer things in this house and I think there's like a really and once I said that like it just never came up again there was never the conversation of hmm, how should we go about this oh Simran you have a job do you want to do it yeah This is exactly what happens when you assume. Like, just ask. (laughs) Just ask. Yeah. Do you think, though, that, like, going into the hot take, do you think that we should not be telling our friends how much we have in our savings or they'll expect you to front their expenses? I think that people are smarter than they realize. I think not every single friend is going to be the same and they're not going to give you the same reaction. If you know someone's struggling with money, they're juggling a few jobs, they are kind of tackling consumer spending and out of nowhere you like are saying to someone like this is how much I have in savings, this is how much I make, 
you're kind of asking for a particular reaction, you know, if it comes up naturally, like you guys are just having a great conversation about like what you're doing. You want them to like look into investing, looking to emergency funds. They've asked for help. It's not coming from an unsolicited like advice, like space, then why not? I just, sometimes I'm so naive, like Sim has more money than me. I have never felt any type of way about that. Like I get so happy when other people like achieve their goals and achieve like success. Like when I'm down and my friends are like in a good mood and they're telling me how well their life's going, that gives me energy that like fills my cup. So sometimes in my naiveness, I'm like, everyone's like that. They're not, you know? And if I do feel some type of way about something, I'm at a point in my life, you know, I'm old. I'm 27 this year. Oh my God, guys. Why, why is that old? It's not old, but I just feel like I'm just getting older and older. This is something that I'm working on and I'm trying not to say it all the time. And I'm trying not to have like this, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 30 when I have three years still 30. But even if I turn 30, like what's going to happen? I'm not going to drop dead. So let's calm down, Sonia. <laughs> Wow, that was a tangent. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. 30 just means you have another 70 years to go. It's all good. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to reframe my way of thinking when it comes to age, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah. Like I think most of the time when I feel that way, it's projection. It's because I'm lacking somewhere in my life that I'm a little bit insecure about. And I know to not take that out on someone, you know? 100%. And it's so interesting because, like, for those that don't know, like, when Girls That Invest started, it was like, Sonia and I had a conversation. We, like, were kind of like, this is how we'll do it. This is how we'll split it. This is a risk. It might work. It might not. How involved do we want to be? X, Y, Z. And when it did blow up, the amount of people that asked me, like, how does Sonia feel about this? As if, like it naturally would mean really? someone was uncomfortable. Oh, oh, I've never told you this. No. They would be like, is she okay with us? And I'm like, Sonia, like the conversation Sonia and I have on a weekly basis of like, if you ever want to jump in more, if you ever want this, or if you ever want that, or if we ever do this or we ever do that, like it's always here. And it's a very like equitable, like we knew what we were doing from the start. We had very honest conversations at the beginning, but the amount of people that are like, doesn't Sonia feel some kind of way about it? And I find that really interesting. 
Are they saying that because they feel they would feel some type of way about it? Like, why are you projecting those feelings onto me? Don't speak that over my life. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's almost like, the, yeah, like it's very interesting, but it goes to show like not everyone reacts the same way. I do want to say, in my opinion, I agree, like read the room when it comes to sharing your finances. But in saying that, I actually have no leg to stand on. I share my finances online, like from girls that invest from like 2020, I used to share when I had 4,000, when I had 8,000, when I had 10,000, like every couple of months I would share my net worth updates. I was like, this is actually, like if I'm going to jump on here and talk about money, I need to be honest and share all of it. And so I've shared it every step of the way. And I know that there is some level of uncomfortableness. Like I, I've had comments from like friends, I've like gone to spend time with them and they've been like, oh, like I saw like an article about you buying your first home and they asked what the next steps were you, for you were and you want to buy a second and they were like, haha, let me buy my first home before you get your second. And I was like, I know this is a joke. I still have not bought my second home yet. I know this is a joke, but something about that just kind of hurt. Mm. And it's about me reading the room. Yeah. I just want to say someone else's achievements doesn't take away from your success and the milestones that you've achieved. Like, you know exactly what it took to get to where you are, to do the jobs that you need to do and what you're doing on a weekly basis to provide for yourself and to provide for others if that is your scenario. It's so easy to look at someone else and be like, they're just killing it. Like, I'm not on their level. They're older than me. They're younger than me. They're the same age as me. The thing is, is that a lot of people look to other people and they're like, that's what I should be doing, but that's not even what they want to be doing. So I just think comparison is literally the thief of all joy and it doesn't serve you in any which way to do that. I think, is that me being naive? I don't think that's you being naive. I think you and I have like a very, oh my God, are we just going to talk ourselves up this entire episode? I think you and I have like a very good level of like, I'm happy for her. And if I want that, I'll work towards it. But no part of me feels jealous. Like, I think, like, jealousy is very rare for us. Or if we ever feel it, we check ourselves so quickly or we'll, we'll, like, pick it out on each other and be like, why do you feel that way? Like, don't do that. So, like, if I'm jealous of Sim or if I'm jealous of something that she's done in her life, I will just tell you. I just feel like the friendships that I do have, I can be honest with them when I do feel jealous or envious or, and I feel safe enough to work through some of those emotions with particular people in my life like and that's okay I'm not trying to you know cast an evil eye on you just because I'm a little bit jealous or like what have you but I don't I don't know how do you surround yourself with the right people you know maybe that's what it is and I think with like Sonia and I have had conversations with friends like mutual friends of ours where we've like talked about money and broached the subject and then we read the room and realize oh this person actually does not want to talk about money at all and like we've quickly like stepped Mm. away from that and been like you know what there's a million other things I can talk to this person about we don't just have to share like our money goals and that's okay I think I agree with the hot take for certain situations sharing how much you have is probably going to lead to uncomfortable feelings Unless that person asks you, you've got to ask yourself, is there any reason I need to be sharing this? Because are they going to receive it well and be like, that's awesome. I'm going to do the same. Or are they going to already be down in the dumps and you've just like thrown, you know, more dirt on them? 
Mm. Kicked him lower, put salt in the wound. What are you really doing? Yeah, I think having a little bit of empathy, especially if your friend is venting and they're going through something and they're like, oh, but how about you? How's your job going? But And you're like, I got a promotion. I got like a $50,000 bonus. Reading the room is such a skill. $50,000 bonus. I love that. Please do not tell anyone you've had a $50,000 bonus in that moment. Do you know what? <laughs> Sometimes... I'll just be existing. And I recently saw a video on like the CEO berating her employees over Zoom or what have you. And she got like a $6.5 million bonus. And she's sitting there and being like, telling her employees like, guys, just get over it. You know, like you might not get bonuses this year, but how can you figure out how you can go above and beyond? (laughs) That's not her exact words. That's just the essence of what I got. Like, how can you figure out to work harder and work your asses off for next year. Like I, it's again, not word for word, but sometimes I just quote that in my head just to be, <laughs> that's what Sim does to me guys. Uh, what? That yeah. is absolutely not the conversations we have. And the conversations we have is like me whimpering and being like, are you okay? Like, can I do anything more for you? <laughs> do you need anything? Money, support, yeah. love, happiness? Like, let me know. <laughs> sim begging me to like see what i'm worth and me just being like "Hmm, i'll think about it (laughs) i'm like i know you're avoiding attachment style is like you running away like come back here (laughs) let's like work on this where are we going with this i'm so sorry i feel like 10 things come into my head at once and when we stay on topic it's a miracle but i think my final thoughts are you know your friends better than we we do and you know your friends are going to be different and I think reading the room will get you very far I would love to hope for a world where we are sharing our successes and sharing how we made money and wanting you know your friends to be on the same level as you because if my girls if my friends if we're not leveled up like what's the point like I'm not going to be sitting on a certain level of success without my friends you know but we're still human, you know, and you have to make time and room for human emotions. It is what it is. A hundred percent is what it is. I think that's a really good place to wrap things up. If you have a money confession or hot take that you want to share with us that you want advice on, or just want to hear our unruly discourse on let us know, send us an email at hello at girlsatinvest.com or send us a DM. The more detailed, the better. And you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.